Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, where we're taking you to the volcano one minute at a time. I am Jarf, and with me again on this Monday is Tierney. Hello! And we have a guest with us this week. Listeners, please welcome Rachel Mummert. Hello! All right, thanks for joining us, Rachel. So we are talking about minute 16 of Joe versus the Volcano, and minute 16 starts with Joe saying, well, I didn't know it, but I knew it. And it ends with Joe leaving the doctor's building. We've got Joe in some shell shock. And while this is minute 16, for those fans of Star Wars Minute, this is minute 94. 94. (laughs) Thank you. Star Wars Minute. (laughs) When he comes out, we see the address of the building, and it is 941. So, of course, I had to make a Star Wars reference right (laughs) at the top. (laughs) We are tied in. I like it. Well, what I appreciated right off the top was Tom Hanks's physical acting when he was talking about, oh, I didn't know it, but I knew it. And that gesture he makes Mm -hmm. of his hand Mm -hmm. over his head indicating the brain cloud. Specifically, I like the first one, but it's that sort of sad, futile second one, the resigned one. That's the one that really gives me feelings in my heart. Yeah, and just how he is after he says that second one, he just kind of sits there and has that defeated defeated look about him like I knew I just you know he knew but I he didn't know and just how he looks when he after he says that oh I totally agree it's a mini tour de force I think you could watch this in super slow motion and you would just see so many subtle changes in his facial expression mm-hmm. for this kind of quirky movie it just fascinates me that he he was just really bringing it yeah he just blew through the five stages, though. <laughs> that was really quick. <laughs> well, it's probably something about his mindset going into it. That's the whole idea of I didn't know it, but I knew it. So earlier when the doctor, before he gave him his diagnosis, Joe's volunteering all these things. Like, oh, I have this ailment. Oh, I have this ailment. And, and there was something of a relief mixed with fear when he finally got the true diagnosis. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's why he's so quick to get to the acceptance because he he's always suspected there was something wrong with him. And I would just like to point out, we made fun, the doctor was like, well, you're a hypochondriac. Yeah. Does it still count as hypochondriac if it turns out actually you do have a terminal disease? I mean, that feels a little unfair. <laughs> yeah. And I always wondered too, how the doctor reacts he just seems so nonchalant when he reacts to Joe reacting. He just kind of picks up the paperweight or whatever it is, and he just seems so well. <laughs> right. I'm just going to play with this for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to stare off dramatically. And I didn't know if that had to do with his history as a hypochondriac, where he's like, well, <laughs> I guess hmm. once once in a while <laughs> it happens. Now, maybe I'm reaching as a movies by minute tier, but... Is the blue orb paperweight, like, symbolic of the world? Mm. Joe's gonna go on a trip on the ocean. The moon, the, maybe? The blue. Yeah. The, the sphere. Like, I don't know. I'm reaching, but I feel like there's something here that I'm just not quite there on. I wish it was... But then again, I like things directly on the nose. I wish mm-hmm. it was something like... 
a volcano shaky globe. (laughs) Wouldn't that be good? That would be awesome. So speaking of the doctor, I wanted to propose something just for this minute in particular, because Rachel, you were bringing up nuances of the way the doctor's acting. Mm -hmm. I think that we could have an initial discussion here and then maybe do a spoiler section at the end of this episode because I think there's some foreshadowing. But if we talk about what it could be foreshadowing, that that's a complete spoiler that goes all the way to the end of the movie. So what do you say? Oh, okay. Yeah? Yeah, sorry. When you were, I was like, no, we've done spoilers. Oh my God, but I know what you're talking about now. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> okay, the secret's out. We did talk about this in the green room and then I just said, and I'll, re- <laughs> and I'll suggest it again on air. But yes, okay, so we're we're in the, non- the non-overarching super spoiler section right now. Can we just have a lot of feelings about the doctor's advice to you have some life left yeah. to live well? I'm going to like start crying. I can't be in here recording. I need to go like burst out and run down to the airport and see the world. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just run into airports and get the next flight anymore. (laughs) Don't believe what movies from the 90s tell you. Uh, My dad has so many stories of going because he lived on Sanibel for a little while in the late 70s early 80s late 70s and they would get so bored on the island they would just walk over or drive over and say who's going out that we can go with we'll give you 25 bucks and then you'd be like i'm going to new orleans okay oh wow and then they would give the guy 20 bucks and get on the plane and go to new orleans and get a cheeseburger and then come (laughs) back when they could wow yeah I don't think that works anymore. No, no. <laughs> I didn't realize cheeseburgers were so scarce in his day that he that you had to <laughs> you know fly state to state to, in order to get them. Well, he worked on. Well, first he worked on Nantucket, then they went down to Sanibel, and it was all either. I mean, there were about two locals who lived there. And then it's all tourists, and so all the restaurants were like really fancy hoity-toity stuff. Oh, and he's like, and I so just want a just, cheeseburger. Yeah, if you just wanted like McDonald's, <laughs> you weren't getting it on Sanibel in 78. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, he, he has lots of stories of like, ah, oh, and that's how I saw, like I said, Louisiana, or that's how I saw Charleston. <laughs> it's just <laughs> where the next person was flying. <laughs> to hop on that next $20 flight. <laughs> now, Rachel, I, I heard you say, I always wondered about the doctor. And it made me wonder, what's your what background? What did you wonder? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get meta, guys. <laughs> Tierney, you're busting up my flow. I'm sorry. Ask your real question. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just wondering, what's your background with this movie? Do you Do you remember when you first saw it? Did you just first see it just for this podcast or had you seen it previously? Oh, it had been years and years ago when I first saw it. (laughs) So it was kind of refreshing to revisit it. Just reacquaint yourself with baby Tom Hanks and baby Meg Ryan. I love Tom Hanks. I want... Oh, I want him to be my best friend. (laughs) You know that's the end game of this podcast, right? Oh, good. (laughs) So he's coming to the uh, Movies by Minute next summer then, right? Movies by Minute 2020 in my hometown of Philly with keynote speaker Tom Hanks. That would be amazing. (laughs) I love it. So you saw it many years ago. Do you remember what 
kind of impression it made on you? Is it something that you... I'll stop saying words and let you say oh, words. you're fine. <laughs> um, I don't really remember a whole lot of details about when I first saw it. I think I was a little too young for it to really make an impression. I just have that vague memory of seeing the movie. So when I got invited to be a guest, I was like, oh man, yes, that movie. I remember seeing it, but it you know, I don't remember the details, so it's fun to re-explore the movie. Nice. Tierney, I feel like that... You weren't a six-year-old running around <laughs> saying this was your favorite movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> but Tierney, I feel like this is our mission. Either mm -hmm. introducing this movie to people who have not seen it, or reintroducing it to people who only saw it once many years ago and just it hasn't occurred to them to watch it again. Yeah, it's not like it's on TV on a no. Sunday a lot. <laughs> you can just sit back and catch the end of it. I wish that were true. This is definitely a movie if I just switched on the TV and it was on, I would say, oh man, where, okay, where are we? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently You've Got Mail is the only one they do that with. Yeah. <laughs> and for a while, you couldn't even like find Turner and Hooch on DVD. Oh, I man. had to track it down to get a copy. My brother found that for me. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is. Speaking of baby it Tom It is Hanks. good. <laughs> Speaking of baby Tom Hanks. That was one thing I remember joking with a friend that as much as I liked him and we seemed to have a, agree on a lot of things and I think we'd get along well, I don't know that I ever actually could be friends with Colin Hanks because the whole time I'd just be like, I've seen your dad in his underwear. <laughs> this is weird this is weird i'm trying not to think about it but it's all i can think about now <laughs> would you find a joe versus the volcano sequel with colin hanks acceptable <gasps> i think this movie ends perfectly as it is but yeah. if there were to be a sequel i love the idea of a little bit of stunt casting yeah a little bit of stunt casting what do you mean casting colin hanks as tom hanks this character. Hmm. Uh, I go, was go, no. I was the son of the actor to play younger him. <laughs> I was more so thinking, kind of like the next chapter. Colin Hanks is Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan's estranged son, and he's got to go on his oh. own. Right. The volcano versus Joe's son. The volcano is <laughs> back for revenge. That's not how volcanoes work. Or sharks. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even make it more than five minutes into that Jaws sequel. Like, nope. Yeah. Why yeah. are you in Florida? <laughs> yeah, my husband and I tried to watch that. We got about 20 minutes in and we're like, mm, are you are you enjoying this? It's like, meh. <laughs> so here's where I reveal one of my movie blind sights. Is that right? Blind sights. Yes. I've never blind seen spots. Jaws. Blind spots. Oh. Yes. <gasps> right? And so now I'm at that point where... I am wondering, is it worth it? So should I just let it be mm, in sure. my imagination and sure. in the music? No. Jerk, it's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Really? Oh, it, yeah. Yeah. It holds up. I think it holds up. Okay. 50% of my interior decor is based on the aesthetic of that movie, so I'm biased, <laughs> but still. <laughs> so your interior design was done by Jaws, and your personal <laughs> style was by... Patricia from this movie, right? Yeah, pretty much, actually. <laughs> okay. you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> you were saying words, and I was like, I'm going to disagree. And I'm like, 
<laughs> but I can't because <laughs> everything you're saying is true. It is all yeah. true. I just ordered a um, cross stitch pattern to do uh, with a quote from Jaws. Oh, cool. Up, so oh, what quote? about that. Amity, as you know, means friendship. Oh, I like that. The, can't you just picture that as a cross stitch with like oh, a yeah. little floral border? And a little pillow. Yeah, hopefully it comes out good. <laughs> This is the second. This is the second cross stitch reference that's been made on this podcast. That's the first cross- one was mornings are for coffee and contemplation. <laughs> We're a crafty bunch, apparently. Just you. I'm not crafty at all. I try. I am looking at a pillow insert and the T-shirt folded on top of it that I'm going to turn into a pillowcase for it, but have not. (laughs) And probably won't for a very long time. (laughs) So I just started my backup recording. (laughs) I'm like, how do I loop this back? Joe is not crafty. (laughs) But you know who is being crafty if we can enter our spoiler section? Dr. Ellison. (laughs) what (laughs) i know i thought that too when i was watching this minute i am curious how much you see as foreshadowing and i'm just going to give a second spoiler dr ellison is setting joe up with this diagnosis how much foreshadowing did you see in what we see on the screen and then i also read something in the screenplay that didn't end up on the screen that i think makes it a little bit more explicit I didn't see anything in this minute. I see it in retrospect. Like once you know the end, I absolutely was thinking when he said, you might think about taking a trip. You have a little life left. Live it well. You know, I right. knowing the end, I can completely see how he's setting it up, but I would never have predicted that. Right, right. There was something last week that we didn't, I think, talk about. What One of the times that Joe asks him for clarification maybe about the diagnosis. Joe doubles down on asking him and the second time you see Dr. Ellison hesitate a little bit, but it's super subtle. I don't think that anyone would even be suspicious the first time Mm -hmm. watching through because his whole effect is so theatrical and over the top. Yeah, it's all very in character. Yeah, so a dramatic pause just fits with his his whole Robert Stack swagger. What about you, Rachel? Did you see anything? (laughs) Robert Stack swagger. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Not like you said. Not particularly in this minute. We haven't gotten all the way to the end, but this minute does end with Joe leaving the doctor's office. So the part that we got in the script that didn't make this cut is after- paying his copay? (laughs) (laughs) No, after after Joe leaves, you stay on the doctor and he immediately goes into his desk drawer and pulls out the hooch and and pours himself a glass. Hmm. So I think that that could be foreshadowing that he's feeling guilty about what he's done. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think it's, again, the same thing of you can look back at him and say, oh, that was a sign or that pointed to this. But I don't think anyone watching this for the first time not knowing that would guess the ending based off that. Yeah, it's true. That feels like a huge jump. It's probably because this is a terrible lie. Why would you tell someone that they have a made up disease that no one's heard of? You want your lie to be more believable than that. 
Yeah. He's really gotten to know his mark. (laughs) That's true. I guess Joe is the only one that would believe that. I'm obviously going to save talk about the song that's playing for tomorrow, but (laughs) listening to that song and watching his feet go down the stairs, like, cinematically, it's beautiful, but I am, like, ready to start crying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is going to be a sad week. It my is. Friends. And just seeing Welcome, that Rachel. building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because it says Medical League building. Yeah. And I was dying because in my hometown, there's the Norwalk Medical Center, which is this huge building on one of the main streets. If you went to the other high school, the main street, but it's not <laughs> one of the main streets. And that is where one of the big pediatricians that like everyone saw was. That's where my orthodontist was. It's it's this huge monolith of a building and it's just every medical specialty is in there. <laughs> Anytime you had, and it, it's so funny because you would like run into people from school in the parking lot, like going to get your braces checked at once a month and stuff like that. This building is supposed to be very depressing and I think part of the drudgery. Uh, but to me, I was just like, yeah, they seem scary, but it's okay. You have to kind of oh. like reassure yourself if you're going into a medical building from like the <laughs> 40s. I will say at work, that building does make me sad just looking at it. Mm. <laughs> it just looks kind of sad. It's, I, I, the rest of the week, it is sad, but it's also one of my like favorite. Is it one of my favorite moments? It's a moment that I love. <laughs> it's a moment it's that I love upstairs. too. And it is sad and also beautiful, which mm-hmm. is yeah. why I love this movie. So I'm bracing myself for some feelings, but I am very excited for everything that we're going to talk about this week. Yeah. Yay. And I agree that I want to save some good Ray Charles content for when we come back on Wem- Wednesday. Wednesday. Wem- Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> right. But between now and then, Rachel, is there anything that you wanted to plug or mention? Not really. No. We plugged Star Wars Minute. Does we that did. Count? <laughs> it does. If you are listening on this Monday because you are Rachel's friend and this is the first time you've listened to people talk about one minute of a movie, because why would you do that? I'm here to let you know, if you go to moviesbyminute.com, there are almost 150 podcasts of just as many movies as you can dream of, all being thinly sliced and and nicely... Diced. (laughs) Nicely diced. Thank you. I could hear you trying to resist the rhyme, and I was like, don't do it. Just lean in. (laughs) Lean into the rhyme. Yeah, exactly. So... If your favorite movie isn't on that list, start a podcast. As Tierney always says, be the podcast that you want to see in the world. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully I'll be convincing Rachel to do a podcast soon. Yeah, I think I could be convinced. (laughs) The sound of that. (laughs) Folks will have to... And Tom Hanks will be involved. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, nice. I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) Perhaps our fever dream will be related somehow. (laughs) (laughs) But folks are going to have to stay tuned to find out all of those secrets revealed. We won't be back until Wednesday. So until then, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe versus Minute. And you can join us on Facebook at the Joe versus the Minute listeners luggage raft. 
So we're pushing off on the raft and we will be back on Wednesday. Tierney, what is our destination? Away from the things of man, where we will live it well. Now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna go when the volcano blows. Let me say now I don't know. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.